Well, hello, and look at me being super on top of this podcast. I'm actually really proud that I have all these things to share and talk about Granada with you. I feel like I thought I forgot about all these things. I went back recently and looked at some of the pictures because I really wanted to... uh, like all the pictures from when I lived in Spain and it's funny because I wish I would have taken more videos but I swear I did but I am having a hard time finding those videos because maybe I downloaded them but maybe they got lost because I took so many pictures but when I went to Spain it was 2012 and 2011 so that's like an eternity ago and I had a real camera. It wasn't like you have cell phones like today. So, and your memory, I had like billions and billions of memory cards. And so I think I was offloading them onto my computer and and whatnot. But anyways, I have a lot of pictures, all that to say, and not that many videos, which I really wish I had lots of videos to look back on even though I have lots of pictures I don't really remember pictures don't always convey everything and honestly I just have a lot of drunk photos which is kind of annoying in a way um but in a way it just I mean kind of tells us another story as well but the story I'm going to share with today is kind of like part two of what we talked about in the last podcast Uh, I'm just going to be telling just random things about my experience when I was in Granada and when I was in Spain. Um, This is all about Granada, but I traveled to a lot of different places. Not just like I traveled to a lot of places in Spain that I might talk about in the near future that were really interesting. But I also talked I also traveled to a lot of places outside of Spain, to other countries. Um, I have a lot to talk about, like with Portugal or Ethiopia or Morocco um, or France. I have lots of stories about France. And so I might actually share those as well in the near future. But... Um, Today I'm going to talk a little bit more about Granada. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was, um, so I'm going to rearrange some of my notes. So like there, when I first got to Spain, uh, I kind of talked to the guy that like was not kind of like our guide but he was a part of the university that I went to in Granada, in Spain. And he was kind of like our, te- like, at the university, he was kind of like our guide of, like, our United States ambassador, but he was from Spain type of thing. So whenever we had questions about the school or about touristy things or about just, like, living in Spain, 
Uh, he was that guy. And so I went to him right away and I was like, I need a job, this and that. Like, I need to make money because I'm living, going to live with a family this semester. But um, next semester, I want to live on my own and sign a lease in Spanish. And and I want to live with other, like, students, not just American students, but I want to live with students from all over the world obviously girls but like I want to live with other students that I've never met and that are from a random country and so um I need a job and they, he right immediately was like well there's no jobs and there's no jobs especially for you because you're American and I mean you're from a different country you're not from here because at that time it was 60% unemployment rate at in Spain so only 40% of the entire country had a job. Can you, like, figure that one out? Um, that was uh, during uh, Mr. Obama's reign. But I don't know if that... Nobody had a job. Like, United States economy was way down. Like, I had graduated, or I was about to graduate that next year, and I couldn't get a job anywhere. It was so hard to find a job. So, like, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, or if it was just... I don't know. But anyways, Spain specifically had 60% unemployment rate. So that you, there's no way that you could find a job. Um, although he... I don't know really how... I, I, I feel like he pointed me in this direction. But somehow... I feel like he told me this. I have no idea. Or maybe it was the family I lived with. I'm not sure, but I am the only one that did this out of the hundreds of people that studied abroad, all the people from all over, like one of my roommates was from Japan that lived with the family and she was learning Spanish. Like there was people from all over the world and there were like 20 students from my specific university in from Minnesota and nobody did this. So I don't know where I learned this. But somebody told me when I first got there that if I went and volunteered at this Catholic middle school, that maybe the parents would get to know me and then maybe I could teach their kids English and they would pay me like eight euros an hour, which is like because the unemployed or the minimum wage was nine dollars an hour in the United States, I think at the time. So, or less, so eight eight euros an hour was, like, decent, but anyway, so, I don't know how I learned that, but I was, like, the only one. I think maybe it was the my roommate, but she didn't do it, because you don't, I don't know, I think people kind of plan to not have a job, and I really didn't need a job, but I think I just... That was one of the goals I wanted to do with being there was, like, experience a job. So, anyways, I went, right away, I went to this middle school, and it was a private Catholic middle school, um, boys and girls, not just girls, and um, I started teaching an eighth grade, like, an eighth grade class, or I split between two different eighth grade grade classes and when I was teaching the teacher sometimes wanted me to sit in English and then correct her you know or 
if they, she was saying something weird, uh, I would be there to, like, help. Um, you know, granted, I'm not really that great at English in general, but I can, I understand when something sounds weird or looks weird or is not right. And they did that a lot. They would say just weird words. Like a lot of times they would use like, say like the bubbler for like a drinking fountain. And I'm like, okay, that's fine in England, but not in the United States. Like I would just like clarify, like nobody says that in the United States at all and stuff like that. Or they would use like Australian language for English. So anyways, I would just help with that. Um, or they would just let me talk about a cultural thing in the United States. For example, I talked about what life was like at the cabin and I just asked them about jet skis and boating and skiing and they thought that was the funniest thing because people don't do that really there. And that's just the culture in Minnesota is like lake life. And it's just a weird concept for them. The beach, they understand, like the ocean. But, and there are people that do, you know, jet skis and boating and skiing. Well, I don't know about skiing, but water skiing, I'm sure they had heard, some people had heard of it, some of them had not. But it was just a very weird concept for them. Anyway, so that happened and I did that for a whole semester. And then it was crazy because the next semester, so the first semester I lived with a family. And when you live with a family, it's basically like you're in high school. They take care of everything. They take care of, you know, they clean your room even. They'll take care of all your food. They make all your meals. They serve you a meal. You don't have to clean anything. You don't have to, like, they was like, I was at a hotel almost. They cleaned your room, cleaned your bathroom. Um, They paid, you know, you didn't have to pay for utilities or anything or heat or they did everything. You were basically in high school. And so that was kind of interesting. Like, it felt like I was like growing up with a family, you know, and then the next semester, I ended up living with a girl from Chicago. So that was nice that I had somebody that spoke English. And then I lived with two girls from Italy. And one girl was from the north of Italy, and then the other girl was from the south, like, of Italy. And they, their personalities were completely different. Now, I have other stories I'm going to share about this, but I am going somewhere, so I'll come back. I'll circle back to the girls that I lived with, because there's, like, so many stories about these girls. But, um, so when I was teaching English, I got... Um, several jobs the second semester which was perfect when I was on my own and paying rent and um, I had to sign a lease in Spanish like the entire thing was in Spanish and like I was learning Spanish like granted I had had a whole half a year already so I was pretty good at Spanish by this point and probably somewhat you know fluent not completely by any means, but like 
I could hold a pretty good conversation and pretty much understand what the lease said, but I know I didn't understand everything. Anyways, regardless, I signed it and paid the rent every month. I don't even know how I think if I paid cash or I don't really know how I did that. It must have been cash. But I don't really remember where I gave it or what happened, but it got paid and yeah, we never missed anything. But uh, so anyways, I am still going somewhere. I'm going to come circle back. So I um, had these families that I taught English to like one on one. I would go to their house and I met their parents and I did all different. I didn't do I did some of the eighth grader girls and I would teach them English and their parents would pay me, you know, eight dollars or some parents did like 13 euros. Some did eight euros. It was all variant, 10 euros, whatever. Um, and then I would really only be there for an hour, sometimes two. And they would pay me per hour or whatever. But then I got you. I started to get to know them. And one family actually offered me to go with their daughter. Like, because I had never been to the ocean. I think in the first semester, we went to the ocean. And then I went to the ocean in the north of Spain, in Oviedo, um, which is a, a province, a state in Spain like a province, I think it's a province in the north of Spain. That was my first ever time in the ocean. And I, it's a peninsula there in the north part, but the water when it dries on you is so itchy in that little peninsula. It's crazy. Anyway, so I learned the hard way that you have to like, use fresh water to dry off or to rinse off and then yeah but not all of the oceans that we were in I can't remember if I was in the Pacific in I think the Pacific in the north and then the Atlantic or in the Atlantic in the south but they were completely different like you didn't really need to dry off or rinse off in the south like that you could just go in the ocean and come out and not have to rinse off so anyways the f- one of the families that I got to know, the parents, which I feel like is such a weird thing looking back now. I'm like, why did they trust me? I mean, it's cool that they did, but I was so much older. I was like 22 years old, and they brought their, they let their eighth grade daughter, like their dad drove us 30 minutes, 40 minutes south outside of Granada. And we went to their lake house, their, not lake house, their summer house, their beach house in the south of Granada and on the coast, which when I say house, I mean piso, which when I say piso, I mean apartment. And so it was just like an apartment halfway up the apartment complex that totally looked like a beach house. It was like pure white, like a beautiful hotel house a couple rooms a bathroom or two just 
super pretty, beautiful view right there on the ocean. And then um, the dad drove us down there. And I'm so thankful. I mean, he trusted me, but I, in a weird way, he didn't know me at all. Yeah, I'm a girl and your daughter's a girl and blah, blah, blah. But like, for me, I don't know if I would trust that, you know, a 23-year-old girl from the United States to bring, you know, hang out. And so they let me be at their house with their daughter for like over a week. And we just hung out and the daughter... Her, their daughter was so fun. She was so much fun. And we just, she just showed me all around that little town. Um, I'm blanking on what town it was, but it was so much fun. And um, I guess it's not that weird if I think about it. I mean, and she was 16 and I was 23. I guess I'm a little bit older, but I guess I wasn't that much older. I don't know. She was in eighth grade and I was in college, so I don't know. But anyways, maybe they felt like I would babysit. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But she was like my friend. Like, it was like fun. And um, it was like we were just hanging out as friends. And um, she showed me, like, the ocean. And um, she talked. I didn't actually see this, but she explained it. So in a certain part of the summer in August which it was spring or like spring going into summer. Like it was the beginning of summer at this time, like spring break type thing. But in the, in the end of August or in August, she said that the entire like coast where they were would be filled like solid with jellyfish right there. And you were not allowed to be in the water at that time. But it would be for like a week. And I guess the jellyfish are like mating or they just congregate there for like a week. And then they disappear and they're never there again for the whole year. But they are always there for like a week long. So you never want to like come to the beach for that time because they'll just like fill up the whole water. You can't do anything. She said it's a cool thing to see that you have to see it. But it's, like, kind of lame because you can't be in the water. But it was really pretty because, like, where they were, there were, like, different places by the water that the waves would come in. And there's, like, these huge, like, coral reefs that, that they're, like, rocks that would shoot out, that would be out of the water. So the waves would come and they would splash up. It was, like, kind of, like very picturesque movie cinema cinema cinematic like pictures i wish i could show you some of the pictures i we do have i do have the pictures we took so many like golden hour photos that day or like one of the days because it was just the waves would crash up on the rocks and the sun was setting and like the waves would like catch the sun in just this crazy way and it was like purple and pink and we were just like sitting out on the rocks it was just like I mean we did that like every night but like it was really fun um and then they have like restaurants right out on the water like only like 20 30 feet from the water so we would go and they had live music and we would just sit and listen 
to the music and we I remember like we got um like sodas or whatever and they had like ice cream right there like on the boardwalk right there so she told me they it was like this special ice cream now I can't even remember why I can't remember if it was like an orange creamsicle I can't remember why it was so special or if it was like a frozen yogurt, but it was like so good and it was super amazing. But I am blanking on like they got it every day, every like night, her and her family or whatever. Um, but it was like a really fond memory for her at the beach. Um one thing oh my gosh it's so funny now it's nighttime when I'm recording this podcast but I had to give you my daily podcast yawn and it's at night but it's like super late at night like 1 a.m when I'm recording this so there's that that's probably why I'm giving you the yawn today um so okay if you've ever been to Spain They have, like, an accent. Now, I'm going to butcher it because, honestly, like, I just don't have a very good accent. Um, But they'd be, like, gracia or, like, instead of gracias, like, but they say gracia. And then they don't finish with the S. Well, in the south, like, so in, in Barcelona, they say, they will say gracia. Gracias, but they and they make fun of the people in the south of Spain, how they say gracia, and they don't finish the sentence, or they'll be like, oh, like como como está or como como está or whatever. I can, como. Anyways, but in the south, thirty minutes south, in this little tiny town, I'm blanking on the name. They are even worse than the than people in Granada. So, I took this linguistics class in Spain, which was so hard because I could barely, like... I couldn't understand all the classes, and I'm taking other courses like history and English and literature in Spanish. But I was taking this linguistics course that I thought was super interesting that I did understand, but... The one of the funniest lessons was the dialects about it, and I had already gone to this little town, and so I would gave an example like about this town, and it was so funny. So in the town, they so in in Granada or in the north in Barcelona or in the northern parts of Spain, they will say. Um, like the guys, like, like catcalling, they would be like, hey, like from across the, the side of the street, they'd be like, they say tia for like amigo or amiga, like they'd say tia, like tia means aunt in Spanish. And, um, amigo, amiga is friend, which is what I learned in the United States that, but we're learning like Mexican Spanish, right? Spanish from Mexico so but in in Spain or when I was there maybe like it changed like their slang changed changes but when I was there they would say tia or tio 
and like the guys when they would walk by they'd like yell from across the street they'd be like hey hey guapa eres tío and they'd like yell like that like like you know saying like you're so beautiful or whatever and um but it's funny because the people in where we were in the south part of granada they like did you hear like the way i said it hey guapa eres tia but they would say it kind of fast or whatever but in the south south where we were in this little beach town they say like hey like hey guapa hey guapa like they cut out almost all the words so it sounds like one big word they'd be like um I used to do it so much better. Now it sounds stupid. But they would be like, they literally cut out almost all the words. And it sounds like um, like there's that inflection and intonation that goes up and down. But they cut out all the words. It's It was, they everybody thought it was so funny. But I, it's not funny right now because you probably don't even understand what I'm saying. And I'm not doing a very good job. But anyways. Hey, what the I can't do it. I'm not doing it like I used to be able to do it. But but <laughs> they um it it's all like anyways anyways I'm moving on. Um, what else? I can't remember if there's anything else from. Um. Oh yeah. This so when we weren't like at the beach or in the water. Or getting ice cream. Whatever. All those things I mentioned. Um, So the girl. This. Okay. So. But when I went to Spain. Jersey Shore was like. Kind of old. Like a couple years old. It wasn't that popular. In the United States as much. But these girls. That were in 8th grade. That I taught English to. And was friends with at the little middle school like they loved Jersey for sure like they they actually thought that Americans were like the people in Jersey Shore and they thought that that's what Americans were like and what they did in life and I was like man no like that's not at all that's not it at all and um, but they loved the show so we would watch it at her like we would watch it inside when we were like not outside like in the evenings we would watch Jersey Shore and I just thought that was the funniest thing that that's what she wanted to watch of all the things because all her friends were watching it but like it was so old when I anyways it was such an old show when I was there so anyways yeah I don't even know when that show came out. Now I kind of like want to look it up. But anyways, I think that's enough about the beach house in Granada. Um, One thing that is really cool about Granada in general is that you can drive 30 minutes in one direction and get to the Sierra Nevada. It's kind of like the California, I feel like. Not really, but kind of of... Spain because you can drive 30 minutes and you'll be at the at the mountain Sierra Nevada and then you can drive 30 minutes and go to the beach and I once heard like 
someone in Caleb's family um, say that California is kind of like that, where you can drive 30 minutes to, like, the mountains and you can go snowboarding, or you can drive 30 minutes and go to the beach. I'm sure it's not like that in every part of California, but in the parts that where his family are, you can kind of do that. Um, and maybe it's not exactly like that, but Granada is, it's not exactly that timing, but it reminds me of that because it was so cool to be able to go snowboarding in like the middle of summer. You know what I mean? Um, we went snowboarding and I do have pictures, but again, I don't think I have any videos of it. I got you got two yawns in one podcast. So that's pretty exciting. You know, exciting. Um I kind of already shared about the middle school I taught at. It was all run by nuns. Actually, some of the teachers were not nuns. That's not true. The majority of the like what do I want to say? The the principal was a nun. The all like the board and like the people that directed and were like nuns. So it was kind of an interesting dynamic. I mean, I grew up in a private school, Catholic school as well, so I understood a lot of the things that they were doing and why they did it, and I get it. Um, but it was kind of a cool experience seeing like the Spanish version of my childhood so that was kind of fun I would walk every every other day to this middle school and I would teach English and I would have recess with them and I would play with all different ages but I mostly liked my eighth grade girls but I got to know all different grades and I the kindergartners were really cute and fun so I went to like their different shows at, towards the end of the semesters. I think they had trimesters. I can't remember. Yeah, I think they had trimesters, but we had semesters. And so they had different shows out in the courtyard and stuff. And I would go to those. I mean, obviously everything's in Spanish, but it was really fun. Um, One thing about, like, my job, I put that in air quotations, air whatever, was that I got to meet a lot of different families. I I, uh, think I only taught girls, except I taught one little boy that was, like, four or five years old. And uh, he really did not like English at all. He hated English, but his parents really wanted him to learn English. He was really difficult. He had a hard time understanding me all the time, and he just wanted to speak Spanish. And it was hard because I knew, and I knew what he was saying, but I was, like, forcing, like, had to, like, force him kind of to speak English. Like, I had to be like, no, and then, you know. But I got to see, like, a lot of different families and different dynamics. Oh, of those families which I thought was really fun like I one of my favorite girls 
was one of the eighth grade girls and then her younger sister was like six or something uh I think a couple times I taught her and her sister which was fun but it was cool because we just got to talk about whatever because the whole time we were speaking English and so they were learning like different slang one girl like loved Justin Bieber it was hilarious her entire room was covered in the Canadian and United States flag and Justin Bieber and it was only Canadian because she Justin Bieber's Canadian and so that's why she loved Canada um which I thought was hilarious and she had visited Canada a couple times because her dad did work in Canada so she went with I thought that was hilarious but that family was one of my favorites um yeah so um Okay, so there's this thing when you study abroad. Um, I don't know if they have this everywhere, but they, it's called an intercambio. And they taught us about this in the university the moment immediately right when we got there. So an intercambio is like you could go to the university and write down on a sheet of paper this specific sheet of paper like hi my name is this i'm from you know minnesota united states i am i speak english and spanish but i want to learn spanish or i speak english but i want to learn that's what it was i speak english but i want to learn spanish you know and then um and then they would match you with people that spoke Spanish or spoke your language but wanted to learn English. So for my, in my case, or like, but lots of people there were like, like one of my friends was from Japan and she spoke Japanese but wanted to learn Spanish. So like, that's so interesting, right? Like you wouldn't think, okay. And so there are Spanish people that want to learn Japanese, but no Spanish. So then she would get matched up with like someone from Granada that wanted to learn Japanese. And I would get matched up with somebody that spoke Spanish that wanted to learn English. And then there were people from all over the world that spoke all different languages and they would come there to learn Spanish or you could learn other languages there, but mostly people were there to learn Spanish that were in that section of the university. So the university, I, our university had like, okay, the, our department was the language department that, um, where we were studying and we had our, our own separate building. It was kind of like its own entity, kind of, they had their own teachers, their own, it's as if like we weren't on the main campus of the university, like, so that was kind of weird. Like, it would have been cool to be on the university, but they had their own building, like, kind of far, actually, from the university itself. Because there were, like, med students that went to the university. Like, they had, like, all different kinds of, like, regular students. Like, their, Span their classes are in Spanish, you know, whatever. All these, like, 
high level and we could if we tested out of like spanish if we tested high enough we could go take all those main those like regular courses but you had to be like a certain level of spanish to do that and um i was not at that level so i stayed um at the um spanish or the language university What? 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 Don't lie to me, I know you're tired. 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 It's one thirty. That was Caleb rapping for you. I wasn't rapping. That was Caleb singing to you. I wasn't singing. Oh, I don't know what he was, was doing. He was talk he was doing word the spoken word for you. And I am tired, but I'm going to finish this podcast with you. So, so anyways, one of the intercombios, I had a bunch of different intercombios. Like I would be, I would pretty much meet up with almost anybody that would message me because you had to put your phone number down. Um, and I bought a special phone from Spain. They, you can like bring your like iPhone now. And it's super, it's not that expensive, I think. But um, at the time, it was way too expensive to bring a regular American phone to have your Verizon. So I had to buy, like, a separate phone with, like, like the talk. Like, you would buy minutes, essentially. Or you would buy text messages, like, a certain amount, which is crazy to think about. So you hardly ever texted or called people, like, only if you really needed to. Uh, but anyways, I, I still have the phone and everything, so if I ever went back to Spain, I wonder if that would even work, though. It's probably too old to even, uh, work now, because it's so old. Maybe it would work, I don't know. But anyways, people would text me, and I'd pretty much meet up with anyone and talk for an hour. I mean, it was free, and you just meet at, like, a tapas bar, or you'd meet at a cafe. Mostly pretty much met at a cafe or a tapas place. Um, actually, I don't even know if I explained tapas to you. So this kind of goes back. Before I go into more intercambio, I want to explain tapas so you even understand what I mean when I'm saying tapas. Um, tapas are like... So back in the day in Granada, um, people would buy liquor or buy a drink. And then, like, wine or sangria or beer or something. And then they would just get really drunk. And so, in Granada, only in Granada, in all of Spain, this is, Granada's the only place that does this. If you buy an alcoholic drink in Granada, they will for free give you, like, an appetizer. Like, a small appetizer. And um, it's, like, fry fries or, like... Like, just, like, little, they'd be little different um, corn dogs. I've seen corn dogs. They have, like, some really good ones, though, actually. Not just fries or, like, corn dogs. Sometimes they have crappy tapas. And sometimes they have, like, actually, like, really good stuff. Um, so, sometimes I would go to a tapas place 
with people and just they would give you you get tapas I think I remember they did like this thing with fries and mayo like a certain flavor of mayo and they put it all over the fries it was actually really good in a weird way um, if you think about just mayo on fries it sounds disgusting but the way that they did it it was like chive mayo in a way I don't know cream cheese chive mayo it was actually like really good it was like sour cream it was like sour cream and mayo and chives or something mixed on top spread all over fries it was actually like really really good um they did like they have a variety of tapas it wasn't just every tapa bar did something different but all bars in granada did that so if you ever buy a drink or something to drink they will give you if it is alcoholic they'll give you a free tapa or whatever like a free appetizer, which is really cool because when you, but it's cool in Granada, but when you go to like Barcelona or Madrid or anywhere else in all of Spain, they don't do that. So it's like such a bummer when you would go to other provinces because they don't do that, you know, whatever. Anyway, so I would meet different people. I met like girl, women, I met guys. I met um, my favorite intercambio, though. I don't know how I met them. I just met them, and I think I invited one of my friends or something because it was a family. And, uh, well, not well. yeah, they were a family, but the husband and wife, it was a husband and wife, and we would go to their house. The amount of times I just went to people's house after first meeting them was insane like I'm like well I don't know what I was thinking but maybe it was just a different time it wasn't that long ago but it was a long time ago and or maybe I was just wild or something something like that but anyways so we would go to their house and we would hang out for hours and we did it every Wednesday me and one of my friends that was from the university I went to in the United States that she also studied abroad. So we were part of the same program. And her and I would go over every single Wednesday to their house. We would walk. I think we took the bus. And then we would walk the rest of the way. Or we walked the whole way. I can't remember. It was a ways to walk to their house. Because they lived in the outskirts of town. And they had an actual house. So nobody in town owned a house. Everybody lived in apartments. In the Granada. In town there were no houses. So you had to go outside of town into the suburbs, like fairly far to get to houses, which was funny, crazy, like neighborhoods like that you would see in the United States. Like it does not exist in Granada. So um, we would go there every Wednesday and they would invite us in and they would have like a whole meal made for us maybe like appetizers but enough to like you're full bro at the end of like us hanging out and then um the whole time we would just chit chat we'd do some english and some spanish like half the time we'd speak in english half of the time we'd speak in spanish and we would sit out on their patio and look over um look over the balcony and watch the sunset on their patio and they had a little boy that was like one at the time 
and he was learning Spanish too and it was the cutest thing he was starting to know different words in Spanish it was so cute and um, I just have lots of pictures of us all hanging out and I just really loved that family and um, I don't know we they I think I think they love the Lord because I think they went to the church I went to. I wonder if that's where I got to know them. I'm not sure exactly how, but I think they went to the church um, that we went to. So um, I really love that family. Anyways, um, this is kind of a weird thing. So the grocery store we went to it had like the weirdest food i mean it's food food from spain so everything was like completely different and weird but the one thing that they did not have and i think that this is kind of just i mean on one hand it's an american thing only that other countries don't really have this um but it's the one thing i really missed while being in spain was peanut butter Granted, I was on this, like, huge kick all through college of, like, just eating a spoonful of peanut butter every single day. Like, I could not stop eating peanut butter. Like, I would eat one to three scoops a day. And um, I, it's funny because I would tell my brother around that time, like, don't let me eat peanut butter. And then I would totally just eat peanut butter and he would chase me. This was when I was back in the United States, obviously, but, like, chase me to try to get the peanut butter out of my hands or like say you're gonna get fat if you eat that peanut butter just because I told him to it was hilarious but anyways um but anyways in Spain they didn't have peanut butter and if whatever they did have like tiny jars of it sometimes but it was terrible it was like terrible 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 stuff it was not good at all. They did not know what they were doing with that. But, yeah. I think when my parents sent a care package, I asked them to send peanut butter. Because they sent me one. They sent me two. One each semester of different things that I missed in the United States. And they sent me peanut butter, I think, both times. Which I was so thankful. Um, What else? So this is a cool thing. So when I was in the United States, I was in college for a year at this university and uh, I became a part of this campus ministry called Chi Alpha. And when I went to Spain, now they have Chi Alphas all over like the United States. But when I went to Spain, I got there and they happened to have something called Chi Alpha that was a, like, essentially a campus ministry. But like they happened to have it in the town that I happened to live in, that we happened to go to and study abroad in. They had that same exact campus ministry, which was crazy to me. I was like, the Lord. It was really cool, so I was able to, like, continue, you know, being a part of, like, like-minded people that love the Lord. Granted, I don't, 
I wasn't spirit-filled at the time, but, you know, it was still essential for me in that time to have those people. Um, so, anyways. So, okay. The girls from Italy. So, one of my roommates, when I, I lived with the family, I might circle back about that, but, um, in the first semester, but the second semester, I lived with a girl from Chicago, and then two girls from Italy, and one girl was from the north, I said, and one girl was from the south of Italy, like Naples, and the other one was from someplace in the north. Um... So, the girl in the north, this is what I realized with these girls. I, like, had a hunch after meeting them. Like, I had a hunch before I came and met these two girls. And then after I met these girls, I was like, okay, this is proven. It's proven. And then also living in Spain. So, um, okay, so... I always had, like, a hunch, like, people in the north of a country were, like, a little bit more cold. They kind of keep to themselves. They don't really, they don't really, like, they're not as warm people. But in the south of a country, they're a lot warmer. They're, like, more wild. They're talkative, outgoing, you know, as a group, you know. And... I found this to be true in the United States, like Texas versus Minnesota. And then I also found this to be true when I lived in Spain. I saw this to be true. Like the people in Madrid were completely different from the people in Granada. And then the people, and then the girls from Italy were, like, the same. So, the girl that was from the north, she was, like, very reserved, kept to herself. And then the other girl that was from Naples um, was, like, super wild and outgoing and, like, Meeting millions and millions of people, bringing a new guy home every night. All this. Okay, this is like a three yawner, a three yawn night. That's pretty intense, not gonna lie. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Another thing about these girls is like, I think Italy, people from Italy is um, that these girls, I would come home from school and they'd be yelling at the top of their lungs in the kitchen and I would be like, shoot, like, what the heck? And I'd come in and uh, realize, I was like, ask them like in Spanish because they're yelling in Italian and I'm like, what is going on? Like in Spanish, are y'all all right? And they were like, oh yeah, we're just talking about 
one of the guys she likes. But they were, like, screaming at each other. Like, it looked like they were mad. But they were just having, like, a casual conversation. I was like, what? I was so confused. And now, I don't know if all people from Italy are like that. But, like, these two people were from opposite ends of the country. And they were both like that. So, for me, I'm like, okay. This is a, an Italian type of thing. I don't know. Plus, it kind of fit my stereotype anyways for Italians. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. And I'm sure not every Italian is like this, but, you know. Whew, four yawns. That was really interesting. Um, an, a story. Okay, I do not know, honestly... If this is honestly true, but the girl from the South, she's from Naples, like where the Godfather and like the mafia is and stuff. And she said that she would tell me stories of like stuff that would happen in her town. And um, she would talk about how if people didn't pay taxes, their store would get burned down. Um, And um, she talked about... Maybe I feel like now she like when I've told the story over and over again, she like made it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, mafia is crazy, but like, really, I don't know. But she said that in uh, people would if they didn't pay taxes, they would kill the people. And then they had like these column homes. They would just put the people right in the home in the columns and leave them there to rot or whatever inside the walls and stuff. And that this happened all the time or whatever. Like, you'd be driving down the street and um, someone's car would be on fire. And she's like, oh, yeah, they probably didn't pay their taxes. And it was like a normal thing where they lived. And I was like, what in the world? This is crazy. Now I got to go visit and see Naples and see Italy. Like, all the cars on fire and stuff. Anyways, um, I kind of already mentioned this. I felt super proud and accomplished by me meeting with like the landlord of the apartment and um, reading and signing the lease and somehow I found the roommates. I don't know. Maybe the roommates found me. I have no idea how I met them or how I found them and how I got connected to them. I have absolutely no idea, which is kind of a weird thing to think about right now. But I just remember that was one of the goals that I had when I came to study abroad. Like I had think I had a a few small goals like I wanted to run a marathon. I did want to run with the Bulls which I mentioned about running with the Bulls. I ended up not running with the Bulls because I missed it. And then I also wanted to do Tomatina, and I missed that. Um, But I wanted to live with a family, and then I wanted to live on my own with other roommates from all over the world. And then um, I wanted a job. And I think, I don't know if I had any other goals. Those were the main things. 
boom, five yawns. Sorry about that. But I did most of those things. When I, in my apartment, which was kind of a scary thing, thinking about just about what I'm about to explain to you. But if you wanted hot water, you had to turn on a propane tank. You had to like, the way like when you have a grill, you open the propane and it's connected to a pipe and it's connected to this like part of the wall. And then you take an, a flame like a match or a match or like we had like the you know like the long skinny lighters that had the long the long neck on it um and you light it you light the probe the end of the tip and you light it an open flame to the gas whatever it's like a gas lit thing and it's an open flame while you ha- so you can have warm water in the house it's like crazy so we would go and check like is the propane still on is there still a flame on the side of the wall basically this little hole in the wall where you would light the flame once you turn on the propane and we so many times would forget and leave the propane on after because it's such a weird thing. Who even has that anymore? Why is it even like that? Why is it so old school? You know what I mean? Like, we would forget it. All of us would. I don't know if none of us just had that. I feel like that could be a European thing. So the girls that were from Italy didn't really forget as much as the girl from Chicago and I would always forget. Like, always. That you had to light the flame and turn on the propane and then turn off the flame and then turn off the propane, we would forget the most from the United States because that's such a weird concept. Like, I think they probably, maybe the girls in Italy did that, but we did not. So that was bizarre. Um, we literally walked everywhere or took a bus which I think that was my first time ever riding a bus. But the buses were in good areas. It wasn't like hood or nothing. There was only one area where it was kind of hood. That I didn't want to be out past dark. Or even at sunset it was kind of getting sketch. You kind of just wanted to be um, away from there. I really loved the mornings in Spain because... As the sun rises, like, all the stores are, like, opening up and, like, the bakeries and the fresh baked bread and everybody walks everywhere. So, like, people are getting up early and go- and walking and they're opening up their stores and all the stores are connected. It's just so beautiful and, like, it reminds me of Paris for some reason. Everything looks like Paris to me. But it does and it doesn't, but I really like the way it looks. It's just so cute and um, beautiful, especially in the mornings when the sun is rising. The family I lived with before I was on my own was a mom, a dad, and I had a baby that was like under one. 
when I was there, I think they had, she, we had her first birthday. She was like just learning to crawl. She was so cute. And um, the family was funny. Like they, I was just like super wild in that time. And they thought I was like such a funny character. But they like, they thought I was kind of like a dunce. But they also like really liked me. Like you could tell. But but I was just like really wild and I would say the funniest, wildest, weirdest things with them. And I was learning Spanish, so my Spanish wasn't like that great. Um, but I'd learned a lot from them of like because the husband was from Colombia and then she was from Spain, like from Granada, that area. Uh, and so they would have lot their extended family come over, like their like um, her parents were from Spain, and then like, extended family members would come, and they'd have big parties and make paella, which is like a super Spanish rice spinach dish, or not spinach rice and um, shrimp, a very uh, well known Spanish dish. And sangria, which is super fun, which is, like, if you don't, haven't had it, it's, like, wine and juice and Sprite. Sometimes they would make it with Sprite, sometimes with juice, and it was always wine or Sprite or wine and juice with, like, chunks of fruit in it. Um, kind of like a WAP, if you've ever had a WAP. Kind of, but not as much fruit, like, more wine and juice or wine and Sprite. I don't know, there was lots of, like, dishes. But anyways, I got to try lots of, like, famous dishes from them and being with them. I don't know, I really loved that family. It was just a tiny little family. But honestly, a lot of the people that I know that studied abroad, like the other fam, the other students, they were often with, like, a widowed lady often and they and a widowed someone that was like they they were either divorced or their husband was no longer alive and then they none of them really had kids so it was um a blessing for us to have um when i say us there were um like there was a girl that from my university from the United States and then another girl um for part of it from Japan. She was only there a few weeks. But um I feel like we had a really good situation with the mom and the dad and the kid. So um so to have the dad and the baby was so special. It really was. Because most people just had, like, an older lady. Just, yeah. So I feel like you're not getting the full experience because most people have, like, a family, you know, growing up in Spain. So, anyways, well, I don't know. I guess not everybody does, but you know what I mean. Like, it was more of a different experience. Like, a more family-oriented experience, which is what I really was looking for. Yeah. Um, it was really fun when they would have the extended family come over. They had, like, these littler kids. I think it was, um, their niece and nephew or whatever. 
But those kids, um, I would learn Spanish a lot from there. There were like four, three, four, and five-year-olds. But I learned so much Spanish from them, although they spoke like kid Spanish. So it wasn't always correct. So I would ask like the adults and sometimes they would laugh and be like, no, like he's speaking baby. Like he doesn't, he's not speaking proper Spanish. Like I'm like, what does this mean? And they're like, oh, like he's saying like army, like a weird way of saying like arm or leg or something or a weird way of saying just a different random word. I thought that was funny but it was cute I learned like koski from them like tickle tickle they would say koski koski which I thought was funny uh yeah I think I'm gonna leave this podcast right here because I think I'm going to do something else now but I will get to a day in the life, you know, living in Spain, and I will get to that in the next podcast. I'm excited that I got to share with you, like, a lot of background about my life in Spain and my life in Granada, because I think it helps explain, it will help me explain the day to you, um, and you might understand a little bit more when I'm explaining it. So, you can follow my YouTube channel, subscribe, Georgia Hertzberg, or on Instagram, Georgia Hertzberg underscore, or GoTGD on Twitter, and message if you have any suggestions of what I should talk about, and please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. That would be awesome. And share the podcast get the word out about the podcast that would be awesome and we will talk to you next time thanks for listening bye